Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer to seek the kind of faith that makes Jesus marvel. I really appreciate you joining me today. I've got a really good message for you. I've changed the title of it several times and just was saying a little prayer before I uh, started to record and really believe that God wants me to um, uh, use the title, How to Abide in Him. How to Abide in Him. Um, I've been just really focusing on abiding in the Lord and what that means uh, some some key scriptures for me, some places that I've really camped out lately have been um, in John, the book of John in the 15th chapter that the whole chapter is about abiding in me and how uh, we, we abide in him and he abides in us, remain on the vine, apart, with, apart from him we can do nothing. Uh, and then also a um, Old Testament um, um scripture that I've been really referring to a lot is is Psalm 91 he that he that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty i will say of the lord he is my strength right and so i'm kind of just trying to learn and asking god to in the holy spirit to teach me what it means to to abide in him and really it all it all has to do with just the work of the holy spirit in our lives so you know Going back to the beginning and going back kind of to the basics of salvation, I've said oftentimes on this podcast, and I share this a lot in my messages that I do in the prisons and with different people that uh, have an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say, I always share with them that salvation is really two parts. You know, we think of it, um, I would say probably over 90% of believers um, just think of it in terms of being forgiven of sins and certainly having your sins forgiven um, by the shed blood of Jesus Christ and by his finished work that he did on our behalf is remarkable. There is no higher thing than that. Um, Jesus even said that himself. He just said that, you know, even, even to the disciples who were doing mighty works under the direction of the Holy Spirit, he said, this is great. He said, I saw all the things you were doing. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He said, but but don't forget that the greatest gift is that that your uh, names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So, you know, he, he said to him, hey, all these works that you're doing under the direction of the Holy Spirit are fantastic, but don't forget that the greatest gift is the forgiveness of sins and that your names are written in heaven and you have an eternal home in heaven. So I wanna, I wanna say that um, because Jesus said that and just repeat that. But I think we're missing out if we really don't take all that God has offered us through the finished work of Christ and now through our spiritual union with him through the Holy Spirit. And even Peter, you know, the day of Pentecost in the second chapter of the book of Acts, when they, when the Spirit of God is, is moving up on him and 3,000 people give their lives to the Lord, you know, he says to them, he says in, in Acts 2.38, he says, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and for your family and for all those who are far off. In other words, those that will come in after us in the faith, those that we lead to the Lord. So we don't wanna ever um, miss out on the gift of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, um, 
you know, the more that we learn to walk in the spirit and abide in the spirit and, and, and learn what we have in this precious gift of God's presence through the Holy Spirit, the more, the more love, the more joy, the more peace, the more patience, the more kindness, the more goodness, the more faith, the more gentleness, the more temperance or self-control we'll be able to operate in uh, in this life because all of those attributes of the Holy Spirit's presence in our life, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control, those are all attributes of the Spirit's presence in our life. And I have really good news for you when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Um, Just as it was God's idea for Jesus to pour out his blood for the forgiveness of our sins, because Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So God poured out his holy, eternal, precious, perfect blood for the forgiveness of our sins and the sins of the entire world. It says in John 1.2.2, John 2.2 says, he is the, the propitiation, or you could say the satisfaction of God's wrath towards sin. And not only for our sins, but the sins of the entire world, past, present, and future. Even sins we haven't committed yet are already covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. So hallelujah to that good news of salvation. But I want us to really focus today on the the and part, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It was God's idea to give us the Holy Spirit. It was God's idea to pour forth the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And just as much then today, uh, as it was then, it is today a gift for us too. For God says himself, Jesus in red letters, says in Acts, or I'm sorry, in Luke eleven thirteen, if you love to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your Father in heaven want to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit? So the only way to really receive the gift in the presence of the Holy Spirit is to receive it by faith. In other words, believe that you have the Holy Spirit. If you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you've confessed him as both Savior and Lord, and your desire is to walk with God under the direction, the leading, and the guiding of the Holy Spirit, leading your spirit, then you already have everything you need. You have the Holy Spirit given to you the moment that you put your faith in Christ. It says in Ephesians 1, or chapter 1 and in verse 13, Ephesians 1, 13 says, the moment that you put your trust or your faith in Christ, you were, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And one God, once God sets his seal on you, that's forever. God doesn't put his seal on you and then take it off when you're performing badly or if you're upset with yourself or if you sin and fall short of the glory of God. That's actually the time to receive and, and believe you have the Holy Spirit more than anything else and believe the word that God has spoken over you in Hebrews thirteen five, where he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And the whole context of that scripture is keep yourself from the love of money for God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So don't set your mind on the things of this world. Set your mind on the things of God where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, the Father, and where he is now today shed forth the Holy Spirit in our hearts, giving us proof and evidence that we are his, that we belong to him 
And, and he is ours too. He is our God. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. It says this um, in, the, uh, in 1 John 4.13. Um, it says, God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he lives in us. God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he lives in us. If you've received the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you have been given the Holy Spirit of promise. Galatians 3.13 and 3.14 shows us the how and the why of, of how, you know, how we've received this and why we've received it. Galatians 3.13 says that, that, um, that, that Jesus became a curse for us by being hung on a tree. For it is written in the Old Testament, cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. And I think that's in, in um, Deuteronomy 31, but you'd have to look that up for yourself. But it says, cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. So that, so that, why did Jesus hang on a tree? Why did he shed his blood? So that we, the, that we could be given, that Gentiles could be given the promise of the Spirit through Jesus Christ, and we could receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So we receive the promise of the Holy Spirit by believing this was God's idea. God wanted to do it. God willed to do it. And God shed forth the Holy Spirit in our heart as a down payment, as a promise, showing that we're His and that, that we belong to Him. You are God's possession. This was God's idea to give you the Holy Spirit. Salvation is God's idea, both the forgiveness of sin and your desire and your ability to walk in him is given to you as a gift. It is God who works and wills in you to do his good pleasure. It is God who gives you the power, the desire, and the ability to walk with him. It's his idea that you walk with him. God wants to walk with you more than you want to walk with him. This was his precious divine idea. I hope you hear what I'm saying. This is so important. God's ability to lead you, to speak to you, to guide you daily, moment by moment. His ability, his desire to lead you, to speak to you, to walk with you is far greater than your ability to mess it up. 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Talking about the evil one. We give the devil way too much credit, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to start believing in a mighty God. We have to, we have to realize that having faith, the only thing that pleases God is having faith in him. Having faith in his ability. Having faith in his desire to give you the Holy Spirit to walk with you, to lead you, to guide you. Have faith in God. Have faith in his spirit that he's given you, that it's a free gift. And even when you mess up, that's when he's going to show up and show out the most so that you'll see it's a gift. We don't deserve any of this. We don't deserve to be forgiven of sin and we don't deserve to be given the free and precious gift of the Holy Spirit. But this was God's idea. And I, I just, I pray that you heard this message today. 
I pray with that whole with the same Holy Spirit that's been given to you that you hear me speaking to you through the Holy Spirit saying walk with him today talk with him today He's given you his spirit to lead you and guide you today So I close with this prayer I just say thank you Father God for the precious gift of your Holy Spirit in each and every person listening to this message today. I thank you that we have a spiritual GPS (laughs) helping us to recalculate, to get us back on course when we get off course. I thank you for the spiritual GPS, the God positioning system that's in each and every believer listening to this today. We praise you and thank you for this gift. And today we walk with you in the spirit.